How many loves your pastor? How many loves the bishop and first lady? How many loves Jesus Christ? How many is excited you're in the house of the Lord here today? How many knows that God can do anything in this place here today, huh? I'm excited that I'm in the house of the Lord, feeling the power and the presence of a mighty king. And uh, you can feel the power of the Holy Ghost. And uh, when you can feel the power of the Lord, uh, you can be comfortable. All right? When you feel in the power of the Lord, anything can happen. And uh, this morning, I just want you to open your spirit, uh, open your mind, open your heart uh, for God to do something miraculous, all right? Uh, I honestly believe that any time that you begin to give God praise, you begin to worship God, you begin to open yourself to Him, that anything is possible. Whatever you need from the Lord, He can abundantly satisfy. You just got to believe in your heart that He can do it. And you got to believe that He'll do it for you. How many will be honest in the house and you'll say, I need something from the Lord today? Come on, I need God to do something. All right? If you believe that that's going to happen, then I promise you that's exactly what's going to happen. And I don't have to scream it. I don't have to pump it up, prime it up. The power of the Lord's already here. So God can do anything in this place here. And I'm honored to be back. And uh, I'm going to say it again. I can feel the power of the Lord. When you start singing songs about the blood, something begins to change. When you begin, I'm telling you, there's nothing like the blood of Jesus. Where I come from, I, I think, I think uh, Brother Ewan used to sing every blood song there was. I mean, church would be like just whatever, and Papa would get to singing. I know it was the blood. Then he'd get to singing, thank God for the blood. And I don't know if he made it up, but I think he made up a verse. He, he used to sing, I do not know and I cannot tell how Jesus saved me from a burning hell. But this I know that all is well, that he washed all my sins away. I always act like Papa made that up. I don't know. He probably didn't, but we're going to act like he did. When you get to singing about that blood, something changes. I said something changes. <laughs> How many thanks God for the blood, huh? Why don't you lift your hands right now? Let's just ask God to help us in here. God, I feel your power and I feel your presence, Lord. I know you're in this building. You're going to do great and mighty things in this house in just the next few moments, God. We're going to give you honor and praise and glory. Everybody say amen. The Bible said after this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus, uh, he said, went up to Jerusalem. And then he said, now there is at Jerusalem a sheep's market and by the pool, which was in the Hebrew tongue called Bethesda, having five porches. And the Bible said that he laid great multitude of uh, impotent folk, of blind, of halt, of withered, waiting on the moving of the water. There was a multitude there, halt withered they were waiting on a moving of the water and the bible says for an angel went down at a certain season not just any time but at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water and whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease that he had so it had to be a certain season the water had to be troubled and whoever got in first that's who got their blessing. That's who got the miracle. And everybody had to, else had to wait again for the certain season. 
And the Bible said that a certain man, he had been there, he had had an infirmity of what, 38 years. He had been laying there 38 years. He had never gotten the water. Been there 38 years. But the Bible said when Jesus saw him lie, he knew that he had been there a long time in that case. The Lord recognized uh, there's somebody that's been here a while and has never been able to get into the water because somebody always gets down before he does. And he said to the man, he said, Wilt thou be made whole? Will thou be made whole? And the Bible said, and the man answered and said, Sir, he said, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me in the pool, but while uh, I'm coming down, another steps in before me. Now the question was, will thou be made whole? And the man's excuse was, hey, I don't got nobody to put me in the water because when it's troubled, somebody else gets down in the water before I do. So let me just back up a little bit here. The question was, will thou be made whole? I'm telling somebody in the building, the answer should have been, yes, Lord. But instead, the man had an excuse that somebody else always gets down before him. Let me preach for just a couple minutes. Everybody say a couple minutes. Let me preach just a little bit about no excuses. Is that all right? There's no excuse in this house why you can't get what you want from God. I said there's no excuse here today why you can't get what you need from God. So why don't you give him a hand clap of praise and when you're done, you can sit down. And then when you're done sitting down, you might stay there, you might get up. But let me preach just a few minutes. I won't preach long. Is that all right? Here we got a man here. He's been, he been there a long time. And the Bible said that the water had been troubled. And I know some folks that when the water has been troubled, that they have missed uh, their opportunity to get whatever it is that they wanted from the Lord. I've got news for somebody in the house. The enemy knows that if you ever get into the presence of God, that something's going to change. The enemy knows that when God begins to move, that something begins to change in your life. And the enemy knows that he begins to lose his grip. But here we have a man. Here we have Jesus. He was touching a man on the Sabbath day. Even though it wasn't allowed in those days, Jesus, he said, it doesn't matter what time it is. It doesn't matter what day it is. It doesn't matter if it's day or night. When I see somebody in need. I'm going to come to them. I'm here to tell somebody in this building here this morning, God doesn't care what your last name is. He doesn't care what your financial status is. He doesn't care what your nationality is. He said, here's what I see. I see somebody that wants something from me, and I'm going to give them whatever it is that they want from me today. I'm telling somebody, there's no excuse not to get what you want from God. I'm here to tell you that God's not going to turn a deaf ear on somebody that calls out to him. You see, the Bible said that this man, he had been there for 38 years, wasn't able to get into the pool because someone always got down before him. The Bible said that there were halt folks, there were withered folks. I'll just go ahead and tell you, there were sick folks. There were people there that didn't have it all together. But here was the deal. You see, in that day, you 
you couldn't just begin to cry out to Jesus uh, and get what you needed from him. Uh, that Bible said uh, that it had to be a certain season. Uh, the Bible said that the water had to be troubled. Uh, the Bible said uh, that someone uh, had to get down and whoever got into the water first, uh, that's uh, who received their miracle. Uh, but I'm here to tell somebody here this morning, uh, I don't know about you, uh, but I'm glad uh, I don't have to wait on the water to be troubled uh, before I can get what I need uh, from Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't have to wait uh, on an angel of the Lord to decide uh, when I'm going to get my miracle. Uh, I don't have to wait, I'll say it again, uh, on the water to get shaken uh, before I can get my miracle. But right now, uh, all I've got to do is say, God, uh, here I am uh, and I need a miracle right now. Uh, God, uh, here I am uh, and I need you to bless me right now. Uh, God, uh, here I am and I need you to help me right now God can do anything in this house you gotta believe that God can handle any situation in this house you gotta believe in your spirit that when you call upon the name of the Lord that something is gonna change when you call on his name you gotta get it in your mind that God absolutely can do anything there's not one thing that my God can't fix with a miracle there's not one thing that my God can't do you say, how do you know it? Because my God don't lie. God said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. God said, you have not because you ask not. What you got to do is get it in your mind that when I open my mouth, God is going to move on my behalf. When I open my mouth, something's going to change. When I open my mouth and I ask God for something, he's going to do whatever it is that I ask him to do. You say, can it happen for me today? You better believe it can happen. You say, you think, listen, I was just in a church. Ooh, I was just in a church last weekend. Young boy, I had just prayed for his mom. And uh, she broke, I probably told y'all just a few months ago, well, about a month ago, she uh, was in the prayer uh, thing praying. Now, you, you're supposed to be okay when you're praying. But this woman was in the choir loft with all the lights off, praying. And fell out the choir loft broke her ankle and her foot we prayed for her she went home cut the cut the thing off cut the whole cast off i'm like well, you do whatever come back the next day was beating her foot on the floor saying look what god did this some fallen family here the boy fell and broke his wrist mom didn't bring him to the doctor she brought him to Dr. Jesus. I'm thinking, oh, my God. They brought the boy, and I'm like, hey, that, that, ain't, that ain't right right there. <laughs> now, I know some people do the wrist like that, but it ain't broke. But, you know, I mean, I, I better not do that. I'm, Lord, forgive me. I'm just saying. I, I'm not just telling you. I'm not, anyway, <laughs> my man, that thing was broke. And I'm like, my God, they didn't even bring the boy to the doctor. I said, y'all not bring him to the doctor? She said, mm, we're not bringing him to the doctor. They got to praying. We all got to praying. Next thing you know, that hand went to normal and that wrist is not broke. I can bring you to it. Oh, boy, y'all got quiet right there. I'm telling you right now, God can do anything in here. There ain't no excuse in this house why you can't get what you want from God. I'm telling you right now, God can do anything in this house. But but you got to believe that God can do it for you. God can take care of addiction. God can take care of sin. God can take care of sickness. God can take care of diabetes. God can do anything in here. But you're going to have to say, God's going to do it for me. 
You can't sit there like a knot on a dill pickle and expect God to do something if you don't open your mouth. You got to open your mouth. You got to belly up and bow up and say, you know what, devil, I'm tired of this foolishness. And I'm about to be changed. And God's about to do something miraculous for me. God can do anything in here. So there ain't no excuse. You say, oh, well, you the preacher. You ain't living where I'm living. No, I ain't living where you're living. I might have been worse than where you was living. I didn't always do this. <laughs> Trust me. I, I'm t- when I tell you I'm a miracle, I'm a miracle. Trust me. I'm telling you there's not one thing that God can't do if you ask Him. The problem is, is that I don't know why we get so sheepish. When we're trying, I don't know why we get so worried. Listen, there ain't one thing that you can't tell God. You, you can tell God stuff you can't tell nobody else. You hear me? When I'm praying, I got to get out on my porch or I got to go to my office or I got to get outside. When I'm praying, I get a little stupid when I'm praying. And I'm thinking if people hear what I'm praying, they're going to think I really am nuts. Because you know why? Because when you're talking to Jesus, you can tell him anything. See, you can tell him things that you would never tell nobody else because, see, Jesus ain't a tattletale. I said, Jesus ain't a tattletale. Jesus ain't going to go tell your buddy what you said. But I tell you what he'll do. I tell you what he'll do. He'll take whatever you're telling him and he'll say, All right, is that what you want me to work on? Well, yeah, yeah, God, yeah, yeah. He said, No problem, I can do that. See, God can do anything if you'll just let him. The problem is, we always want God to come, Pastor, but we want him to come like this. <laughs> help me, Lord. Hold up. Help me, Lord. Not too much now, God. Now, now help me. Woo! I feel it, Jesus. Don't play. Not too much, Jesus. I want you, but I don't want you all like that. I need you, but I don't need you so much that you see God. I need you, but 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 I want to keep my hand on this too. See, God, I, I want to hold on to this too, but but I, I need you to help me. You know, it's easy. I tell everybody. I, I and, oh boy, it just ain't live, is it? It ain't live, is it? I was locked up one time. <laughs> I don't want my kids to hear that. I don't tell my kids about my past. I'm telling you, everybody find Jesus in jail. Huh? You ever been to jail? Shoot. First thing you want. You don't care about the phone call. First thing you want is a Bible. Huh? Everybody wants a Bible in jail. If you can't get one, you make up your own Bible. You be right, you be like writing it. Yea, saith to me, help me, God. <laughs> it's like when you drive and then the lights come on. Immediately, even if you saved, your heart goes. <laughs> Everybody finds Jesus in jail. You'd be willing to do anything. I never forget laying flat on my back, bleeding out of every part of my body. Woo. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was about to die. And I remember saying, God, if you'll raise me up, I promise I'll crawl to that church if I got to. Blown out of my mind. Lost my family. Lost my business. Bleeding. I'm telling you, bleeding ulcers busting into my body. Drinking and snorting myself to death. And I finally said, God, If you'll somehow 
if you just somehow, God, get me off of this bed, I promise you I will get back to that house. And Bishop, I made that right, and I got back to that church. But I'm going to help you. I didn't live like I said I was going to live because that world had that hand on me. And because of that flesh, it ain't the devil that makes you do that junk. It's flesh. You like doing it. That's why you do it. You got to get your flesh under so that God can get over. See, there ain't no, ain't God didn't make nobody come here today. Ain't no angel of the Lord woke you up this morning, dressed you, jerked you down here, kicked you out of the car and said, Behold, thou church, enter. Nah. You came here because you wanted to. Some just come to see the show. Some just come to check it out. Said, hey, I heard them people down there look crazy. Let's go check it out. But see, there's no excuse in this house why you can't get what you want from God. If you ask him, he'll do anything. I made my way back to church, and it took me a few months. <laughs> To get right. It took me a few months to get my mind straight. It took me a few months. But what I didn't do is I didn't give up. I didn't quit coming. I, I, I didn't quit. I didn't quit coming. I, I kept coming. I kept coming. I kept telling God every service. I ain't perfect, but you're working on me. I ain't got it all together, but you're working on me. I, I don't know all the answers, God, but you're working on me. God, you even worked a couple things out, and I messed them up again, but it's all right. I'm going to try it out again. I'm going to let you jump on it again. Sometimes God's a take things. Sometimes God will take things from you, but because it's so strong in your mind, it's hard to fathom, you, you'll go back and reclaim it. You notice what about God? God don't say, uh-uh, I took that from you. Leave it alone. God says, hey, it's a power choice, baby. You want it? Go on. Knock yourself out. But don't, don't come crying when I'm trying to tell you that ain't going to be good for you. You can push God so far that he'll give you things that ain't even good for you because you want them so bad. I'm telling you there's no excuse in this house today why you can't get what you want from God. Listen, what's the worst that could happen? If you try him today, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> he actually do something for you? Well, what's the worst that could happen? He give you a little peace of mind? What, what, what's the worst that could happen? He give you a miracle? He give you deliverance? What, what, he, he mend your marriage? He help you at your job? I mean, I mean what's, the, what, what's the worst? I, I tell people, go on and try him. If you don't like it, don't do it again. Somebody said, really? Yeah. You don't got to go to heaven if you don't want to. There's another option. Nowhere in, the, nowhere in the word says you have to go to heaven. It's the power of choice. It's you saying, you know what, God, I'm not perfect, but I need some help. I don't have it all together, God, but I'm asking you to work on me. I, hey, God. Hey, you know what I like about God? You can you can even give a little you can even give him a little coaching. You can say, God, take it easy with me. Take it easy with me, Lord. 
Handle me with kid gloves, God. I'm fragile. Take it easy with me, God. And you know what? He'll do that for you. Because you know why? God loves every person in this building. I'm done preaching. God loves every person in this building. There's not one person that God couldn't do something for. If you want it, it can happen. If you're looking for it, it can happen. It's all right. It's all right. God can do anything in this building. God can handle any situation in this building. You need to believe that God. If you want something, he can do it. If you want something, he can do it. If y'all want something, he can do it. Mom, if you want, he can do it. You can just say, hey, God, it's me down here. This is what I need. He said, no problem. Let me work on it. If you need something, he can do it. Mom, if you're waiting and believing, he can do it. A while ago when I saw you worshiping God, I saw those tears flowing. I'm thinking, oh, Jesus is doing stuff for her. Answering prayers for her right now. Is he not? He sure is. I know what I know in the Holy Ghost. You say, can he do it? Yeah, he can do it. Will he do it? Yeah. I can't fathom one person in this building saying, you know what? Uh, That's all good. I, I, I hear you, preacher. That's awesome. But I don't need God to do one thing for me. I can't. I, now, now, I mean, I know I ain't the sharpest cookie on a tray. I know my elevator don't always roll up to the top. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something. I can't fathom somebody saying you don't need God to do something. Now, I can fathom flesh making you stay in your seat. I, I can fathom the devil talking to you right now saying whatever you do, don't listen to him. <laughs> He's going to make a fool of you. I, I, I can fathom the devil bringing stuff to your mind. I can fathom that because I remember the days thinking, hmm, should I talk to him or should I not? I remember the days, Pastor, that I'd be sitting there going, hmm, Should I let him bless me or should I not? I used to always think if he blesses me, then I owe him. If he does something for me, then I got to commit. When I done found out, that ain't even true. God wants to bless you because he loves you. And God wants to do something for you because he cares about you. But, But the devil's saying... The devil's saying, whatever you do, now don't make no move because then they're going to expect something of you. See, that's the devil. When all God is saying is, I got my arms open, I'm standing at the banister of heaven, and I'm waiting on you to come and receive something from me. Now, in a few minutes, I'm going to ask everybody to come to the front. Now, I know what people are thinking. Hmm, now why am I going to the front? The reason I'm going to ask you to come to the front is so I don't have to walk to the back. <laughs> now you know. I mean, I've been up here preaching. I'm kind of, I'm a little hot. I'm not real hot. I'm a little hot. I'm a little hungry, not real hungry. And ain't no sense in me having to run all around when y'all could just come on up here. <laughs> now I know that ain't spiritual or nothing, but it makes it easy. <laughs> now, now you don't have to wonder no more. <laughs> there you go. And anyway, anytime I ever seen Jesus do something for anybody, they always came to him. 
They said, are you Jesus? I said, mm, I ain't him, but I know him. And let me go on and tell you, Jesus is all up here. See, that's why you're coming to the front. There you go, boo. Now you know. So the deal is, nobody's going to call us out today. You like that, and I really like that. Ain't nobody going to embarrass nobody today. You like that, and I really like that. And ain't nobody going to make nobody do nothing they don't want to do. Ain't nothing worse than going somewhere and somebody making you do something you don't want to do. That ain't what kind of church this is. That ain't what kind of God I serve. God don't make you do nothing unless you want to. Okay? So nobody's going to call us out. Nobody's going to embarrass us. In a few minutes, we're going to come to the front and we're going to talk to Jesus. Is that fair enough? Okay. In a few minutes, I'm going to ask everybody to bow their head and close their eyes. Not right now, but in a few minutes. Now, when I said that, people said, hmm, well, I don't really know that guy. And why am I going to bow my head and close my eyes? Since you're wondering, I'm going to tell you why. Okay. The first reason is I want you to be real with yourself. That's the first reason. Second reason I ask people to bow their head and close their eyes is because we live in a real nosy world. You raise your hand, your neighbor goes, hey, hey, what you do? What you do? And then you tell them and they go, oh, my God. I cannot believe you've done that. And you're like, I know, I know. I wouldn't even like planning on it. Like the devil made me do it. <laughs> it ain't the devil. It's your flesh. <laughs> you did that because your flesh. <laughs> but we go and give the devil a little credit if he wants it. He's so mad now. That's why he's so red. We got him all ticked off. So anyway. Y'all know he's like, y'all seen him in them pitch, a little short dude with a pitchfork and all that, and he real red. That's called we be lying on him. And so third reason is, well, y'all think about the devil right now. Y'all, y'all pitching the little devil right now with the little pitchfork and everything. I told somebody the other day, the devil ain't as bad as he thinks he is. He ain't even got keys to his own house. If you a man here and you ain't got keys to your house, you ain't the man. <laughs> you just think you are. <laughs> I ain't going to say what you is, but anyway. All right, here's the deal. Third reason is, I don't want, somebody said, well, I came to church today and I'm leaving the same way that I came. Why would you come to church and leave the same way you came? Don't tell your neighbor what you've done wrong. Tell Jesus because Jesus is the only one that can forgive. Don't let flesh keep you from getting what you want from God. Don't, don't, listen, don't let your uh, mind say, well, I don't really know. You know, I had somebody tell me not too long ago, Pastor, I really want to do right. And I really want the Holy Ghost and I really want to be baptized. But I'm so scared that I won't be able to live up to it. I said, really? He said, yeah. I said, do me a favor. He said, what? I said, turn around. He turned around. There was about, I don't know. Well, I don't want to exaggerate, but there's probably six, 700 people in the building. I said, you see all them people? He said, yeah. I said, they just like you. <laughs> they can't live right either. He goes, all of them? I said, every one of them. He goes, well, I might as well go on and get it. I said, you might as well. I said, you might as well. I said, I could take you out there right now and just go start asking. I said, whoo I said, we'd be blushing. Ain't nobody perfect out here. Hey, y'all don't fall out now. Don't have a heart attack. Ain't nobody perfect up there. 
Tell you what we are, though. We are forgiven. We are and can be a child of God. We are under the grace and the mercy of Jesus' protection right now. We are striving to be better. You want me to tell you when you're going to be perfected? When you hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's when you're going to know, I have arrived. I am the man. I'm the woman. I have done it. So nobody will call us out. Nobody will embarrass us. In a few minutes, we're going to come talk to God. Is that fair enough? All right, bow your head and close your eyes. Every head bow, every eye closed. Anybody in the building here today, you got pain in your body right now. You got pain in your body. Would you lift your hand? Hands are going up all across the building, front to the back, side to side, and every section. That's beautiful. You can put them down. All right, before you lift your hand, just listen. Every time you take a step forward, the enemy, the liar, the deceiver, Satan by name, he comes and pushes you two steps back. For some, it's your marriage. For some, it's your relationship. For some, it's your finances. For some, it's your workforce. For some, it's your ministry. Every time you try to do something for the kingdom of God, the enemy comes in like a flood and tries to destroy you. But you're in the building here today, and you say, no longer am I going to let the enemy beat me down. No longer am I going to let the enemy get over on me. But you're in this house here today, and you say there's no excuse why I can't get what I want from God. And you want something today from him. Would you lift your hand? You're going to be honest. You want him to do something for you today. Hands are being lifted. Hands are being lifted all over this building. Front to the back, side to side in every section. You can put them down. Now, I'm not talking about once saved, always saved. That's not in the Bible. That's man-made religion. I'm not talking about accepting the Lord as your personal Savior. That's not in the Bible. That's man-made religion. I'm talking about what the Word of God says. It says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind filled all the house where they were set, and pitted them clothing tongues like as a fire set upon each and every one of them, and they were all filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of the Lord gave them utterance. Now, if you've never spoke with other tongues, that doesn't mean something's wrong with you. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. That just means it's a gift that comes from God that you haven't received yet. And as far as you know, you've never spoke that heavenly language like they've done in the Bible. Would you lift your hand? You've never spoke the heavenly language like they've done in the Bible. All right. I see a hand. I see another hand. See some more hands now. See some more hands. I see some more hands. All right. That's beautiful. You can put them down. Last question. Listen closely before you lift your hand. If the Lord came today, are you ready? If the answer is no, if the answer is I'm not for sure, if the answer is let me repent and move some stuff around, all those answers are beautiful because here's why. The Lord Jesus Christ has not come back yet for his bride. That means that we still have a chance to be renewed or refilled in the gift of the Holy Ghost. It means that we still have a chance to say, hey, God, fill me with your spirit for if you would come, I want to make sure that all is well between you and I. And you're in this building and you're going to be honest and you need to be renewed or refilled in the gift of the Holy Ghost. Would you lift your hand? You're being honest. Hands are being lifted again all across the building. That's beautiful. You can put them down. All right. Now, you can lift your head and open your eyes. Thanks for being obedient today. Probably about 60% of the crowd lifted their hands today. What does that let me know? That lets me know that God has found favor. Not that anything is wrong, but that God has found favor. When God finds favor in a house, he always blesses. There was people, pastor, that said, uh, I got pain in my body. 
There was people today that says, there's things going on in my life that I need God to handle. There was people that lifted their hands today, said, I'd like to talk to God about the Holy Spirit. There was people that lifted their hands today and said, oh, I got the Holy Ghost, but I need to be renewed in that. I, I need to, to be refreshed in that, okay? And so that's why 60 or 70% of the crowd lifted their hands today because it was God letting you feel his power. Not that something's wrong, not that there's an issue, but God says when that many people, I feel the favor, and the favor of the Lord is in this house. Now, here's what we're going to do. I know we got the stage and stuff because of the production, and, and, and it's all okay. It's going to be fine. But what I'm going to get, I'm going to get our altar workers. I want you to come, and I just want you to come line up just as quickly as possible. Our altar workers, our ministry, you know who you are. Be careful walking down on them things. Them things are loose. You need the Holy Ghost if you fall off one of them. That's right. You say, who are these people? These are people that love Jesus, believe that God's going to do something miraculous, and believe that God's going to do something when we pray. All right? <coughs> All right? Folks are coming down. All right? Altar ministers. That's right. And we can just kind of line. We can just kind of go on around. We can just kind of go on around right there, Ma. If you want, let's go on around there because people are going to be coming down. And Brother Nilsson, he's got that over there. They're coming on around. All right. Now, could we all stand? Could we all stand? Now, you might be next to a, a friend, a family, a neighbor, a co-worker. You might be next to someone you never met before. They might even want to come. And they say, man, ooh, I don't want to go down there by myself. You're in luck here. Here's what you do. If you don't want to come by yourself, you just bump your neighbor and say, hey, I want to go pray. Go with me. They'll say, okay. Yeah. You might be like people in between, you know, and you're like, oh, my God, there's people on both sides of me. How am I going to get out? It's easy here. Tap them on the shoulder. Say, excuse me, I need to get out. If they don't move, just run over them real slowly, and then when they get up, we'll pray for them. I'm kidding. It's all going to happen. So now, if you wanted God to do something for you, whether, whether it was a miracle, whether it was a situation, whether it was the gift of the Holy Ghost, whether it was being renewed or refilled in the Holy Ghost, and, and you want God to do something for you, and you're looking for God to do something for you, and you raised your hand. You might have not raised your hand, but since I've just been talking, you started thinking, you know what? Ooh, I just thought of something God could do for me. You're in luck. He's a God of second chance here. You can still come. But if you raised your hand, or you've decided you want God to do something for you, would you step out and just start coming down? Here they come. Give them a hand clap while they come. Come on. Here they come all over the building. Now come all the way down. Don't stop. Come all the way down. That's right. Don't stop. There you go. Come on. Give them a hand clap of praise. Here they come. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. They coming down. Yeah. Yeah. People are still coming. Let's give them a hand clap. They're still coming. I'm just waiting. They're still coming down. If mom wants to come sit on the front, it's okay. If, you, if it's hard for you to walk or stand, I should have said that before. I'm sorry. You can bring mom and let her sit right down on the front, ma. Y'all watch out. Let mom come right here. Let mom sit down on the front. On the, on the front. Or y'all can bring her a chair. 
You can bring mom a chair. Bring her a chair so she don't have to stand up. Hey, somebody said, well, that ain't faith. That is, that's called respect. Ain't got nothing to do with faith. It's called respect. Let mom sit down. I like her. We're going to believe. God's got his hand on you, sir. You're a helper. You like to help people. You're a good man. God's got his hand on you today, sir. Old devil's a liar, you hear me? He's going to turn it around for you. He's going to work it out. He's going to restore what the old canker worm stole from you, you hear me? He's going to work it out, young man. You listen to me. God's going to work it out. Watch what I tell you. Here, what we're going to do, we're going to repent. We're going to repent as a family. We're all family here today, y'all. We're going to repent. After we repent, for the ones that want the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, here's all I want you to start saying. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Let me just break it down, all right, country style, Oklahoma style, Louisiana style. Here we go. If all you know is English and you begin to speak a language you don't understand, congratulations, now you're bilingual, and that's the Holy Ghost. If you already bilingual and you start speaking that language you don't understand, congratulations, that's the Holy Ghost, and now you're trilingual. And if you're trilingual and that starts happening, my God, you're smart, and that's the Holy Ghost. Altar ministers, I can only depend on you because I don't know who's who. So when you're praying with somebody and they're speaking with other tongues, wave your hand, me or pastor, and we'll just see what Jesus is doing. We're going to give God. Don't nobody go home. Church just started. It's only going to be a few minutes. Church just started. We're only going to be here a few minutes. We're going to pray the prayer of faith. Nobody go home because after this, I'm going to do one other thing. So don't nobody go home. Church just started. Just give us about 10, 15 minutes in the altar at the most, okay? All right? I'm giving instruction. So we're all going to repent as a family. Are you ready? Let's all repent together. Say, Lord, forgive me of all my sins. I'm sorry, Lord, for everything that I've thought, that I've said, that I've done, and that I've heard. Forgive me, Lord, of things I don't even realize I have done. I give myself 100% to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for my miracle, for my deliverance, for my healing. Thank you, Lord, for filling me with the gift of the Holy Ghost, the evidence of speaking with other tongues. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. I want you to begin to pray. Altar ministers, find somebody to lay hands on right now. Just start thanking him for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Whatever you want, let God do it. You don't have to talk to him. You don't have to worry. Just pray the prayer of faith right now. By the authority in the word of God and by the power of the name Jesus, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ. God, I believe and stand up on the word of the Lord. Come on, let it happen right now. There it is right there. There it is right there. Speaking with tongues right there. There it is right there. There's a man right here speaking with other tongues right there. Yeah. Holy Ghost is real.
getting renewed in the Holy Ghost. Come on, that Holy Ghost is real. Here it is right here. Here's one right here, Pastor, receiving the Holy Ghost. That's one, two, that's three right there. Come on, that Holy Ghost is real.
people had to leave. If you wanted the Holy Spirit today, I know we had uh, one, uh, two, three, four, I think five, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I know people have to leave. If you wanted the Holy Ghost today, you wanted to be renewed in the Holy Ghost today, and you heard yourself speak with other tongues, uh, would you lift your hand? That's what you wanted today. That's what you wanted today. Anybody? Anybody? My sister right here. Who else? Uh, we had a, a, okay, my sister right here. There's two we had uh, two gentlemen right here. Uh, I don't. I don't see them in the building. I don't see them in the building. That's all right. It's good. It's all right. It's nothing wrong. By, I was going by your folks raising your hand. The, the ministry raising their hand. Uh, counting her right there. That'd be five people. But it's good. I'm. I'm okay. I want you to listen to me. If you've never been baptized, you need to be baptized. You say, "What do you mean?" Let me explain this. In John 3, 5, the Bible says, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit. You got to be born of water and of spirit. There's no way around that. You got to be born of water and of spirit. There's a lot of baptisms in the world today. They're not in the Bible. So let me show them what they are. One of them is infant baptism. Nobody ever got infant baptized in the Bible. Okay? Another one. That's man-made religion. Another one is sprinkling. Nobody ever got sprinkled in the Bible. That never happened in the Bible. Never happened in the Bible. And the last one is when you got baptized, they baptized them in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. That never happened in the Bible. None of that ever happened in the Word of God. Okay? That's all man-made baptisms. You say, well, how should I be baptized? Matthew 28, 19. I'm going to show you. This is where the world gets their Father, Son, Holy Ghost, but you got to read the whole Scripture. Matthew 28, 19 says, Go ye therefore, comma, and teach all nations, comma, baptizing them in the name of the Father, comma, and of the Son, comma, and of the Holy Ghost with them two little dots, meaning something's coming after that. Now, I'm a father, and I'm a son. When I die, I'm going to be a spirit, but my name is David Smith. If I wrote everybody a check here today for a thousand bucks and said, thanks for coming, you'd be like, praise him, quit my job and go to church full time. The deal is your, your check's going to say David and Carlin Smith, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Money's going to be in the bank. Thank you, Holy Ghost. But I'm assigning the check, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. When you get to the bank today or tomorrow, the banker's going to say, hey, what's the person's name? The banker's going to say, this check won't hold no water. The banker's going to say, hey, listen, without... Without the signature, without the name, this check is no good. The banker's going to tell you you're going to have to go and find that person. You're going to have to cross out the titles and apply the name if you ever want to cash that check. If you ever want the correct baptism, you got to cross out the titles and apply the name. Nobody ever got infant baptized. Nobody ever got sprinkled in the Bible. And nobody ever got baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost in the Bible. If you've never been baptized or you don't know how you were baptized, you got to be rebaptized today. 
We got water. We got robes. We got towels. We got everything it takes to be baptized. You said, how should I be baptized? Peter gives the account because Peter holds the keys to the kingdom. Jesus is sitting on the throne. When you get to the throne, there won't be three thrones. There will only be one. That's why he said, Hero, Israel, the Lord our God is one. When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I and my Father are one. Beside me, there is no other. He said, there's one Lord. There's one faith. There's one baptism. That's all in the Word of God. So you got to go to Acts 2 and 38 because the question was, men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? Peter tells them, Acts 2 and 38. Then Peter said unto them, to repent and to be baptized, every one of you. Not some of you, not a few of you, not if grandma said it was all right. He said, every one of you. Every one of you in the name of what? Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. If you have not been baptized in Jesus' name, your sins have not been washed away. I don't, it doesn't matter what anybody says. I'm telling you what the word of God says. For the remission of sins. And the Bible says, and then ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Some people get the Holy Ghost and then go get baptized. Some people get baptized and then get the Holy Ghost. But you, but you got to repent to get the Holy Ghost. And to have your sins washed away, you got to be baptized. You can have the Holy Ghost, but not have your sins washed away. On the way, to have them washed away is through the name of Jesus Christ. Not any other way. So we got water, we got robes, we got towels. You won't get your clothes wet. We got everything it takes to be baptized the right way. All right? So I got I to ask, because I'm bound by the word of the Lord. Is there anybody today? You'd like to be baptized just like they did in the Word of God. Anybody today? I have to always ask because I'm bound by Jesus Christ. All right. Good deal. All right. Well, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I'm going to turn it to Pastor. Praise the Lord. Let's just stand one more time. Amen. How many of, how many of us are thankful for Brother Smith this morning? Amen. But more than that, how many is thankful for Jesus? Amen. Amen. You say, why do we give thanks to the man? Well, we don't necessarily thank the man, but we thank the God of the man. Amen. So praise God.